Well, I couldn't figure out what other story of Miriam to read. I had two that I wanted, so you're getting them both. So we're going to read a little bit in Exodus and a little bit in Numbers. and Well, it might mean a really long sermon. Sorry. <laughs> Turning first to Exodus. Then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand and all the women went out, women went out after her with tambourines and with dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for the Lord has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider has been thrown into the sea. And then another story in the book of Numbers. While they were at Hazaroth, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had indeed married a Cushite woman. And they said, Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more so than anyone else on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. So the three of them came out. Then the Lord God came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. And he said, Hear my words. When there are prophets among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. Not so with my servant Moses. He is entrusted with all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. When the cloud went away from over the tent, Miriam had become leprous, as white as snow. And Aaron turned towards Miriam and saw that she was leprous. Then Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, do not punish us for sin that we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like one stillborn whose flesh is half consumed when it comes out of its mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, O God, please heal her. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, would she not bear her shame for seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp for seven days, and after that she may be brought in again. So Miriam was shut out of the camp for seven days, and the people did not set out on the march until Miriam had been brought in again. After that, the people set out from Hazaroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. The word of the Lord. We continue reflecting on women in the biblical story. This morning we read some familiar stories, stories we usually see through the lens of Moses, but this morning we look at the role Miriam plays in them. And let me start just in a, in a broad sense, noting how Miriam's story expands the role of women, indeed expands the role of all who seek to serve God. Unlike most women in the Bible, Miriam is never called mother or wife. Josephus, a, a well-known historian who wrote about that time, decided her was her husband. Rabbinic sources give Miriam Caleb as a husband. Both assertions are, are based on their desire to have Miriam married not on any biblical text or notation about her, in fact, 
being married. An example of the, the tellers of the story trying to get Miriam to, to fit into the box they have for women. But Miriam will not stay in the box. The biblical text defines her in two ways. First, as a sister. We're told that she's the sister of Moses, and in other cases, the sister of Aaron. And we know, of course, that Moses and Aaron are brothers, so the, the three of them, it appears. Secondly, Miriam is called a prophet. In fact, she's the first, not the last, but the first woman in the biblical story to be called a prophet. And apparently... A prophet with significance. The prophet Micah, who wrote generations later and prophesied for God's people, mentions her as one of the other prophets, Moses and Aaron, as being prophets for the people and, and all the good that they did prophesying on God's behalf. Micah putting all three of them on equal footing. Miriam exemplifies a hard-to-define independent woman who played a significant role in God's actions to save Israel from slavery in Egypt. Tomorrow, we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr.'s work with the Civil Rights Movement, his work a, a testimony to the idea that the human tendency to, to limit people by categories we impose must be overcome. And in Miriam, we have an example in the biblical text of, of someone who says, I am going to serve, who in fact does serve in significant ways, even though the, the tradition and the world around her might want to limit what she can do. A reminder that all of us, regardless of sex, race, nationality, Regardless of any category we impose, all of us can serve God. Indeed, God calls all of us to serve. We also see in Miriam a wonderful example of a sister's love. The first scripture lesson is a familiar story about Moses. Most of us remember it from years past and have heard it through the years. As, as David noted, this story comes right after Pharaoh has become worried about the, the growth of the Israelite population, those slaves in their midst. And in order to, to limit their power, he orders the Israelite midwives to kill any baby boys born to Israelite women. As we think about heroic woman, do not forget Shifra and Puah who decide to serve God instead of Pharaoh and as the midwives refuse to kill the Israelite baby boys. If you go back and read that story, it's a neat little story. Pharaoh calls them in and says, why aren't you doing what I told you to do? I said, kill them. And to the, the voice and the face of the power of their world, they say, Oh, we tried, but they have the baby so quickly we can't get there in time to do what you want us to do. And so the baby boys are born and many survive. Two women who give a nod to earthly power but then act on their faith in God. Two women whose actions set the stage for the Israelites to grow into a people who can, in fact, leave the slavery of Egypt. 
Moses was one of the baby boys who slipped through the Pharaoh's death notice. He's placed in a basket hiding among the reeds off the riverbank. His mother sends his sister to watch over him. Unnamed sister in the text, the one whom we come to know as Miriam. Imagine that you are Miriam. The sister watching over your brother who has just escaped the threat to his life for being born and now is out in the reeds, vulnerable and helpless. Imagine what it must have been like to watch and wait with no idea what might happen. I imagine Miriam, her mind racing. What, what might happen to him? What can I do to protect him? And then the moment arrives. Pharaoh's daughter finds the baby. And Miriam acts decisively. Don't you need a nursemaid for the baby? Well, that's a good idea. And Miriam races off to find her mother before something happens to her brother. Before somehow he escapes from the love her family can provide him. Ella Linval, in her, in her book of Read Aloud Bible Stories for Kids, tells this story. And as she tells it, baby Moses is hitting with his, hidden with his big sister watching. Then when she has that conversation and races off to get, uh, to get her mother, we hear the words, Go fast, big sister, go fast. And I imagine Miriam racing off propelled with speed by her love for her brother and her desire to give him new life. And so Miriam helps save him, helps keep his future before him, indeed the future of God's people by her quick action. Miriam reminds us that as followers of Christ, we need to anticipate, to be ready to act, and then act decisively. Miriam also knows how to celebrate. We, we read another well-known story. The Israelites have crossed the Red Sea. Not just crossed the Red Sea, but, but crossed it when God parted the waters and made a dry path for them through the, the wall of water. They have reached the other side, steps ahead of Pharaoh's soldiers, and then watched as the waters crashed on Pharaoh's soldiers, drowning them and, and overwhelming their chariots. The Israelites miraculously saved by God. And what do you do in the next moment after you've experienced the life-saving grace of God? The Israelites worship and sing. Moses leads the Israelites in a song. And then Miriam steps to the front. She grabs a tambourine and with the other women begins dancing and singing. She dances and sings so well that they're forever memorialized as Miriam's song. In fact, the Bible I used to prepare the sermon labels the section we, we read uh, a second ago or a few minutes ago as Miriam's song. Moses doesn't get his song named after him, but Miriam does. It's such a powerful image. 
a story told generation after generation about Miriam and the women singing and dancing. A reminder of the excitement and gratitude we are called to have and share as we experience God's grace. Of course, we cannot finish Miriam's story without noting that she also had some issues. We could say that about almost every biblical character. Think about David or Abraham and the good that they did, the faithfulness they showed, but also the unfaithfulness. We read of a couple of issues she had with Moses. First, she and her brother Aaron badmouthed Moses because he married a Cushite woman. They do not like the foreign woman that he married, and they make their opinion known to others. Probably not the first or last sister to not like the spouse chosen by a brother. We recognize the drama, and yet she owns it along with Aaron in the story. Perhaps even more importantly, Miriam and her brother Aaron challenged the prophetic authority of Moses. Are you the only one through whom God speaks? Hasn't God spoken through us? Maybe some sibling jealousy. Maybe Miriam and Aaron making a claim for other voices to be heard. I could imagine in another place, in another time, we could lift that question up as a call to expand the leadership and recognize others whom God has called. But in this instance, it is interpreted and perceived by God as a challenge to how God is at work through Moses. God uses the moment to make clear about the special role to which God has called Moses and so Aaron and Miriam are called out and punished. Well, it appears only Miriam was punished. She's stricken with leprous skin. And then, and then we see the sibling love again as Moses intercedes on his sister's behalf. And now only seven days will pass before she's welcomed back into the community. And the community waits for her to return before they move on. Miriam's story reminds us of our own imperfections, but also of a God who calls us to serve despite our not getting it right all the time. So what do we do with Miriam? It seems to me we remember the way she expanded the understanding of who could serve God. We remember how she acted decisively to save Moses. We remember her example of excitement and gratitude at God's saving grace. We remember her humanity and imperfection. And oh, by the way, remember the mother of Jesus? The one we know as Mary. Mary is a variation of the Hebrew word Miriam.
the list of women, women serving God continues on and on. Amen.